Welcome to OTR, Over the Rainbow, Achieving Mental Health for Real. This podcast is designed to help with your recovery from any mental issue you are up against. The show strives to give you information that really, for real, works. The podcast interviews real people that have recovered or are managing their mental health. We also talk to people that offer suggestions and coping mechanisms you may want to try. Bob Adelman, the host of OTR, shares his 50 years of struggles with mental illness and the techniques of recovery. He is still on his journey, as you can hear in the episode called Perfect Storm Fighting Demons. So help him fight this monster called mental illness and the stigma that goes with it. Thank you, Amanda, for that great explanation of what we're about. This is Bob Adelman, OTR, Achieving Mental Health for Real. I made this episode about a year and a half ago as a chronicle of my bout with severe depression and anxiety. It started off as severe anxiety and went into severe depression. Uh, I don't have an easy answer. Uh, it was very difficult to go through. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what was going on, so that made it even more difficult for myself and my wife. And I wasn't getting proper help at all. At all. Um, the psychiatrist did not react properly, in my opinion. It turned out all I need was something to keep the anxiety down while I had a chance to heal. Uh, my drug of choice was Xanax. Xan put me in the hospital, and that's what they put me on, and that enabled me to continue why I got treated. You have to treat it. It's not something that's going to go away by itself if you're past the point of really functioning well. If you cannot function or you don't think you can function, just make sure you get the help that you need and do not give up. So I thank my sister who helped me through this and I like to describe it as closely as I can to what happened way back in 1991, November 24th, when I went through a major anxiety. It wasn't a panic attack. It was an anxiety attack, and it attacked my whole being. Um, it shifted my whole life, and I really had to hold on. And that's what I say to everyone out there, is if they run into this, Remember, it will end if you get on the right medication. I always promote medicine because that's what saved me. Um, I think, I think medicine works for this situation, not for every situation. Most situations can be resolved with counseling. But in this particular case, it was inherited. My sister had it. My brother had it. And I got it really bad. 
and my son also has it. So the medication helps. Uh, you don't have to stay on it. I'm trying to reduce it now that I'm retired. But this was as close to a blow-by-blow description of what happened that Sunday and the days leading up to that Thanksgiving and after Thanksgiving. Um, my entry into a, a psychiatric hospital and how that made me feel. So, I know it's hard to listen to, but if you are going through something like this, it's a must because it does end. Even if it takes six months, it comes to an end. Naturally, after six months, most depressions end. Some may come back and linger, but in most cases, you get healed. The medicine made me feel better all year round. And I used to get little bouts of it, but now that's gone. I still fight my demons, but I, I have the ammunition. Now, before, I didn't know what was going on and I didn't have ammunition. So please listen to the whole thing if you can. It's very important. And it was very hard for me to do, but I'm glad I did it. And I hope you get something out of it. Here we go. It's about me going through... I guess you'd call it an anxiety attack, but I don't think it was typical. Uh, There's no heart rate increase. Um, to this day, I really don't understand it. So I would have little episodes um, once in a while. A lot of times during the change of seasons, especially Christmas, where I would just not be myself, I, I'd be like anxious and I don't know, depressed and all kind of at once. And so I had those kind of episodes. And so what happened was um, I had gone off my medication in January. And, you know, afterwards I was depressed a little bit. I got anxiety a lot, you know, a lot. But nothing out of the ordinary. And then um, one day I got tickets for Giants Jets. And a friend of mine was a Jet fan. I volunteered to drive. And, and it makes me a little bit nervous to drive somebody sometimes. I don't know why. And, and to go to a big stadium, it's a little bit intimidating to me, I guess. I don't, I'm not sure why. But in any event, I drove and I started 
on the way there, I started feeling bad and uncomfortable. And as I talked to this person, I mean, he couldn't tell. Uh, most of my pain is always internalized. Uh, as far as he knew, everything was normal. But I began to feel more and more depression, like a deep, dark cloud. Matter of fact, when we got to the game, there was a deep, dark cloud in the horizon, and I knew it was different. I knew it was something different, not something I never had, worse than I ever had, and but mostly depression. Of course, anxiety, depression, uh, kin brothers, so there was both involved, and so I didn't want to embarrass myself and say, hey, I gotta go home, I'm sick, so we went to the game, and I kind of prayed that I get through it without, I don't know, coming out of my skin, I guess, and, uh, I don't remember who won or who lost, but uh, it was November 24th, 1991. And just to give you a little backstory, uh, I was working at Blue Cross Blue Shield and they, I gave them my notice because I got another job that was better paying and uh, I was getting sick of working there, and they gave me a night shift to end my stay there. Uh, and and a, a night shift that also had plenty of coffee. So I don't know if it's the whole combination of everything. I was off schedule. I was working four to twelve. I never did that before, and. I was drinking coffee by the buckets, uh, and that led up to that Sunday. Uh, and I was going to start work the next day at a new job. So I probably shouldn't even went to the game because that in itself would make the person nervous. And it was. Christmas time, which is always bad for me. So all those things came together, and finally, uh, on the way home, I knew something was really terribly wrong. Uh, it was funny. A while back, uh, in the summer, I guess, uh, person, you know, we were, uh, Help my kids with baseball. They were, I, I, my son was only eight years old. And he just, we would be both be in the field to, to make sure the kids go to the right places and stuff. And he came up to me and he said, you know, my wife left me, but uh, I went to the clinic right now. Went to hospital, 
and got uh, ECT. He said, it was great. Made me feel great. I said, hmm. I'm like, I just, I got it in my head that, I mean, if this, this guy needs ECT, then what, what the hell do I need? Um, I, I just felt, I guess, afraid that I needed to go into the hospital, which was kind of ironic. And, you know, I remember just laying out on the couch and feeling a lot of mental pain. This is before, before the uh, 24th and maybe a week before. So a lot of things led up to this event. And so I dropped the guy off and everything and I came home and I told my wife that it's a really, really bad uh, depression I have. I don't know what's wrong. I'm, I'm a little bit afraid. And maybe that set off the anxiety. I, I'm not really sure. But <clears throat> I made it through the weekend, and I went to work, and I was a nervous wreck at work. I mean, it was my first day. It was at AT&T, and I just felt like I was coming out of my skin. And I, like, I couldn't just sit there. I was just going to explode. And... And I was depressed. I knew that. I I, I just felt awful. Um, there's no way to explain the feeling. Uh, maybe it's something like having a real bad flu, but also sometimes maybe the flu makes you depressed. If if you could relate to that. But it was really, really ridiculous. And uh, so I don't, didn't think I could make it. And I well, went to lunchtime, and back then I didn't have cell phones. So I went to a phone booth, and I called my counselors, because I did have a counselor. I was going to counseling. And... I did have a psychiatrist who had actually gave me given me one Prozac. Uh, so I had, I guess, in a sense, gone. I can't remember if I got the Prozac after or before, but it was around that time. And I called my counselor and I said, what am I going to do? I, I'm going out of my court here and I, I just can't work. I can't sit at work. It just feels so bad. And she was like, well, um, when you get home, try to just um, watch a movie and that might make you calmer. And I was like, what? I mean, it wasn't like I wasn't calm. I was like depressed and anxious and to the nth degree. I mean, I remember just after the phone call, I just started walking and it was kind of cold and it almost felt like uh, my vision was warped in a way.
but it was really my my brain. I mean, it wasn't getting what it needed. Uh, as I explained in, in, in past shows, it, 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 serotonin doesn't go from nerve cell to nerve cell in the brain, which causes the uh, pressure. But this this condition, I, I I never I never faced before. It was just unbelievable. Um, but I only had three days to get through because it was Thanksgiving. So I said, okay, well, I'll do my best. I, w I was like, I mean, almost like frozen and. They didn't put it too many demands on me. Um, and I uh, got to Wednesday and I, I just, it was the worst I felt in my life. Depression was extreme and anxiety. And uh, that weekend, uh, Thanksgiving, we really didn't do too much. I forgot where we went. But wherever it was, I, I know I didn't feel good the whole time. And But I was trying to shake it off. I had the Friday off as well. And uh, so I had the four days. I was trying to shake it off. And now it's going to go away. And so I went out with leaves and it's like, I, I kicked the football, try to make that make me feel better. Somehow we turned me to normal, but I wasn't normal. I was whacked in the brain. Uh, I didn't feel crazy as per se, you know. Uh, I just felt um, my, my mind was just, uh, warped and you know, I could think rationally and I could talk rationally but my mind was just warped and then um, and so I knew I was in trouble so I, I went back inside and I, I, I guess it was like Sunday I don't remember it was after Thanksgiving, and I just started to get this anxiety, and it was like nothing I ever felt before. It, it was centered like in the, it was kind of centered in the middle of my chest, and it was like, I don't know, it was like poison. That's the best way I could describe it. It was like somebody injected poison into me. And it, and it all just came into the middle of my chest. And I, I, I started to get to the point where I couldn't function. And I couldn't even talk to, like, my wife or anybody. And I was really, really bad. So... I called up the psychiatrist and I said, you know, this is really, really bad. I, I don't know what it is. And it's just bad. What are we going to do? And 
I think I need more medicine. I, I don't know what to do. And she said to me in a certain voice, um, you'll be fine. Don't call me again. And so I was just, I mean, my heart sunk and it was just, what the hell am I going to do? And my wife didn't understand. She didn't even believe it, I don't think. Uh, but I was in agony. And uh, I didn't know what, what I could do. And I think I called the counselor. And again, she told me just to calm down. And it's just like, and then it started to get worse and worse. And so I said to my wife, I, I, I have to go to the hospital. I have to go. Something has to happen. And she said, I said, oh, I want a divorce. She, What's wrong with you? Uh, there's nothing wrong. Why are you being like this? So I called my father up in a, in a panic, and I said, I was going to divorce you, and, and, and I'm, I'm terribly sick, and I don't know what to do. And so my father came over, and I just went into the couch into a little fetal position and just was waiting there, and... My father was saying, oh, you're going to lose time at work. Is it gonna, this is going to happen. How did so I, I mean, I came to the point where I couldn't stand it. So I told my wife to, because uh, I, I felt like I couldn't drive. And I I'll tell you, just take me to the hospital, emergency room, and maybe they can do something. <laughs> and it got worse and worse. And my whole body started to feel like I had poison in it. And uh, they, so this is, it was like psychiatric, they said. They put me in a room and this woman would wait outside. So it was like a prison. And I was scared to death because I never felt this way before. It was just, I mean, it was just like unbelievable. And I'm, say, I'm saying, uh, this is it. It was like, I felt it was the end of my life. I thought I could never recover from this. I, I just didn't think so. Uh, it was just, I, I guess I felt it was just the end for me. Uh, I mean, they could put me in a straitjacket and haul me away or something, and I got more and more nervous about that, and then that made the, the situation worse. And then I was still in this room in the hospital, and finally a doctor came in, and he, oh, there's nothing wrong. I can't find anything wrong. And I, I just kept saying, look, I, I just feel this anxiety that's unbelievable. It's just, it's, it's, it's like nothing I ever felt, and it was just, I mean, I, I couldn't function. And, um, you know, he, he finally came back. And, and this was after like five hours sitting in that room, making things worse and, and, and thinking that my life was over. I thought my life was over. I was just going to be uh, some kind of a nutcase and, and for the rest of my life. And so... Um, he finally came in and 
he gave me a, a Valium. And so I took it. And almost immediately I started feeling better, but not great. And then I felt really, really tired. And, and I went to sleep. And I was able to sleep. But I got up early and my wife was up and I started looking around in my medicine cabinet for some, for anything that because it was back and it was it, it was as bad as ever and I, I just couldn't stand it. It, it was like I, I was going to come out of my skin and I just took the uh, I took some aspirins and and I. And then I went to take some other stuff, and my wife had to pull me away from it. I said, well, this is my comedy talent. I, I, I can't take it. I can't take it. And so she was going crazy, and and I was having this attack. And I said, I got to get some help. Some, somebody's got to help me. Because I don't know. Am I going crazy? And... Uh, so I uh, called on the phone and uh, I asked the doctor if, no, I don't even know if I called the doctor. I, I called the hospital and uh, I, I checked myself into a mental hospital because I didn't know what else to do. I had children, they were 10, 8, and 3, and I, and I didn't want them to see me like this, and I also needed help. Some, somebody had to help me, do, and it was a terrible. My legs started shaking. And so I went into the hospital. I remember it was, my wife was driving me, and it, it was pouring down raining like, you, you never saw before, and and it, it just felt like that, that was the mood I was in, like this, this tremendous rain, and and so they got me into the hospital, and they had to check you like you're a, a prisoner, and they strip search, strip search, they search you, and. Took my keys away. I guess they're afraid of suicide or whatever. And I came in and I was going nuts. And, and I said, "This is this is it. I'm, I'm dying. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what to do. I'm beside myself." And so finally, um, they examined me and they gave me a, a Xanax. And his annex almost immediately calmed me down. And, and the situation of being in a different place seemed to break up to the, the, the craziness. And I began to get calmer. I still felt awful. And, 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 and it was just... Tremendous, tremendous uh, depression. I mean, it's hard to describe. It was just it. 
I felt as awful as I ever did in my life. So they put me in the hospital, they put me in the beds, and I slept. And the Xanax helped me sleep. And gradually, that day and the next day, things, the intense anxiety was gone. It was just down to a, you know, bad, bad anxiety. Not like unbelievable anxiety. And I felt weird because of my depression was making me feel so bad and almost distorted. Like I almost was like thinking distorted. I definitely was thinking distorted. But I, I never thought I was thinking anything but, you know, I'm sick. You know, I wasn't thinking, hey, you know, I'm crazy or something. I was just thinking, I'm very, very sick. And so they got you up early, like, military to take a shower, and I felt so awful. And the funny thing is that first night, I I dreamed, and in your, in your dream, you didn't feel this depression. It, it wasn't there. And then I wake up and immediately, it would be back. It would be bad. And I was worried about everything. I was worried about my job. I, was, I told my job I had pneumonia. And I stood in that place and I hated it. It was, it, it was you know, boring and a lot of rules and nobody kind of liked me. I just sat there and a lot of times I was better and the, the, the nighttime was better than the daytime because the daytime was awful. Just awful. And they brought us outside, I remember, and, and I just felt terrible. And, um... They started me on Prozac. They kept the Prozac going, but it was didn't seem to be working right. So anyway, I could only stand a week of this, and my insurance was running out. And I told them, you know, since I checked myself in, <laughs> that I just wanted to go home. I mean, they had actually let me out. I think I was there a week and a half. They had let me out for the next weekend to visit my family. And I came back in and I, I think I stood there until the next weekend. And I was better, but not that much. It wasn't like I can function. I, it wasn't like I could actually do things. Um, so I went home and I think I took that next week off and I, you know, the whole week was just a nightmare and I went into work and, and, and anxiety was hitting the roof again, but not as bad as that, that time when I was in the first hospital, it, it was unbelievable. I couldn't imagine that somebody could feel this much anguish. And I don't know if other people get this way, but 
It was terrible. And it was, and there was no end to it. And, and at some point, I called my sister. I think it was right before I went into the, to the mental hospital. And she said to me, oh, no, you got what I had. This is an episode. This is, you should have called me sooner. I could have told you that this is an episode. And you're, but you're going to be fine. And as soon as the medicine starts working, you'll be fine. And, you know, I was still taking the Xanax. And I remember that week, I just took Xanax and slept for that whole week after I got out of the hospital. And at this point, I wasn't at work for two weeks. So, you know, I told them it was pneumonia. And then I had to try to return on Monday. And I just didn't feel like I could return that quickly. But I was a consultant, so I was losing money. And my wife was was crying. She was, like, crying that. I don't know. I guess because she thought I was nuts or something. She's, like, married to a nut. A nut. So, anyway... Yeah, and I can't talk forever about it, and and I and I certainly can't tell you how I felt because you you have to go through it. But I think what needs to be uh, told is that if anyone ever gets to this point, that it's okay because. Hey, uh, the, the Xanax medicine will, will keep you halfway calm. And B, it's not going to last. And, I, and afterwards, I read up on it and I did research and I discovered that even if I didn't have medicine, eventually the depression will go away. It's not like you're going crazy forever. They're going to lock you up in the room, which I, which I was feeling. That how, how could this possibly go away? But it does. It just, it just goes away. Uh, I got out of the hospital, and I remember in the waiting room, my, my leg was still shaking. And uh, I went, I, I missed that. I went to the doctor, and I was in the waiting room. And, and, by the grace of God, I got a, a great doctor. Back then, uh, they did counseling and psychiatry, mostly. It wasn't separated between counselor and psychiatrist. And I got this one guy, and he was just terrific. And he put me on, well, my sister was on uh, amipramine, and that helped. But then about two weeks later, I started getting really bad side effects. I felt really, like, just strange. So I decided to, you know, well, and I went back to, to see him again. I said, this is, this is bad. I, I, I can't take this anymore. It's getting worse every day. And so he said, oh, don't worry about it. There's this thing called Norpamine you could take. And you might not feel this bad on that. So he gave me that, and he was right. I, I felt better. But 
this was, I guess, uh, by the end of December, I returned to work, I think, the middle of the third week. Uh, I went to work, but I was like a zombie. And uh, luckily, we we weren't doing anything that was really stressful or anything like that. But I felt awful just talking to people, just being in the office. I felt, oh, my God, I'm so sick. I, I can't. I can't just do work. And, but my wife was pressuring me to work, and she was afraid to lose a job. So I, so I worked, and I suffered terribly. Uh, it wasn't that intense suffering that I had gone through, but it was consistent. The mornings especially were bad, really bad. And then it would get better, and at night it would get manageable. It was like a relief. I finally got some kind of relief from it. Um, and this went on, you know, through January. Yeah, when I got on the pack, so it was weird because I, I got up at like four o'clock in the morning and my wife was like, what are you doing? And But I still felt bad. And then I got some kind of cold or flu and it aggravated the depression. And, and I was in bed again for another week, I believe. Just, I mean, just really bad. I mean, I had called... My psychiatrist, and I said, you know, this is, I just feel terrible. And, and and he said, you know, you got to just get through it. You got to get through it, uh, you know, let the medicine work. And uh, my sister was my lifesaver. She, I kept calling her saying, look, I can't go on. I can't, I can't stand it. And it's just, it's, it's just the most horrible feeling in the world. Um, and she said, I know, I know, I know. Don't don't worry about it. It will go away. It will go away. And I said, okay, whatever. And so it went, I finally got over the, that cold or flu I had, and I felt a little better. And basically day by day, I felt just a little better. And at night, I would feel better and I was still taking the Xanax at night and that would help me sleep and but it was an incredible uh, experience and I think the fact that they didn't give me any kind of a calming medicine like Xanax or Valium to begin with was was really bad and, and if anybody ever gets something like this they need to do that they need to get the right medicine uh, to calm them down to make them feel a little better or at least you know let them sleep I did a lot of sleeping uh, I mean uh, it was rough through February into March, and I started getting a little better, I think, in March, April, spring was coming, I was feeling a little better, and by my birthday in June, 
I, I actually felt normal again. So my only point is, is that it, it's not like you're going to go in and, and be having to put in the hospital. I mean, forever. Very few people have that problem. There are some schizophrenics who have to be hospitalized for a long time. But in majority of the cases, I mean, something like that is very, very rare. And, uh, I mean, I just want to warn people that you can have an episode of depression and you could call it a nervous breakdown, but it's, it's just an episode of depression. And you can get better. Um, I, I, cause I did, I got better. I started reading books and I started educating myself on it and I started to take other medicines. Uh, he introduced Paxil shortly after, maybe like in June of that year. And actually I got maybe a year, took about a year, I finally weaved myself off of the Xanax because you really shouldn't take Xanax all the time. So I got into taking the Paxil but, you know, I don't think I ever felt, you know, tremendous. I had OCD issues still, um, but uh, the years that followed, I, I mean, I actually started feeling, like in July and August, I, I started feeling really good. I guess between the Paxil and the, and the Xanax together. And so that lasted for a while. And then, and then I kind of returned to normal. Uh, still had a lot of anxiety, but it was normal. And to this day, I, I have anxiety and I'm working on it, and it, and it appears to only come between at one time and another, like 10.30 to 1.30 p.m., and then I feel better, uh, but I'm not perfect. Uh, I went through a lot. It was a traumatic experience, uh, but what I want to realize everybody is 99% of the time, if, if you're having an attack like this, you'll get better. It might take a while and you might have to go on some medication. One of my doctors said he would go to ECT if he had an episode. Uh, I'm not ruling that out. Uh, it, it, it's a tough thing to take. It's a tough waiting for the medicine because the antidepressant medicine 
takes a long time. Maybe you feel a little better in two weeks, but normally it's like a month or two or even longer before you feel better. So I added some different medicines and this last medicine I took uh, called Pramipixel, it, it makes me feel good in the morning and that's, that's a great thing. And, you know, I'm not super happy now. I uh, feel that um, to the point where I could get myself to the point where I feel happier. I'd love to get rid of my ADHD. And I, I'm going to try to take some medicine for that to help me. And uh, anxiety itself is still there, but most of the times it's not an issue. The OCD is still there. I control that myself, but it's still there. And but I've gotten really good at just not doing rituals. So I'm I'm at a point where I feel like I've I've reached past the worst of it. I'm sixty one years old and I I just wanna relay to everyone uh, that no matter how bad it gets, it gets better. And there's a lot of good medicine out there. But I'm determined to get better and, uh, you know, just be happier. And I think I'm on my way to, to doing that. I just have to uh, probably adjust the medicine a little bit or or maybe I don't know take less a little less coffee or something and maybe try to eliminate that afternoon issue so I have a real good doctor now and he, he helps me and I don't actually go to counseling anymore because I don't think I ever really got a lot out of counseling because I think really the majority of it, since my brother had it and my sister had it, and my father had you know, I think it's inherited. It's just a physical thing. I had to take a little water, I'm sorry. But, and that's the other repercussion of it. You get a dry mouth, especially if you talk for a long time. But I'm starting a new job. It looks a lot better than the old one. I think I think I'm gonna like it. Um, I'll certainly keep you up to date. What I'd like to do is next uh, episode talk more about depression and how that's a little bit different than anxiety, but it's one of the biggies. It's hard to have anxiety without depression, but I guess you can have depression without anxiety. Uh, 
I think my father just had, well, I don't say just, but had bipolar, and my mother had anxiety, so I got the whole bowl of wax, and my brother, who's just a year older than me, got a little bit of anxiety, but nothing in comparison. I mean, not that I know of, not that he told me of. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. It's important that people know that it's not the end of your life if you do have an episode, and that it's not the end of your life if you take medicine to help you. I mean, I've had no ill effect from medicines. You know, all my readings are good. Uh, I think I have a, a little a little issue with the kidney, but I went to the kidney doctor and he said, you know, you're fine as long as you don't take too many, uh, don't take any more Advil or something. A couple other things he told me not to take. But, I mean, I think I'm as healthy as the next guy. Um, but I do have the spinal issues that I'm concerned about. But again, I am going to try to join the Y and do some walking in the pool and maybe use that for my aerobic exercise. Because I used to exercise a lot. I was a, believe it or not, a black belt in karate. So then between uh, after 94 and before... I think I graduated black belt in 99. I had some good times with my kids after I got divorced in 94. And uh, I guess, as they say, the rest is history. And uh, I hope this story helps somebody. I it, it's, it's, it's painful in a sense for me to, to go over it, but my goal is to to help somebody, some somebody else, so they don't have to go through the days that I went through. Really, really, really bad days. And so they, they know ahead of time to try to adjust the medicine and don't fool around with it and don't, don't let it get bad. Uh, I, I, I hope no one refuses to take medicine and and then becomes like the way I was. And I don't say that you necessarily need to take the medicine. Probably most people don't. But just be aware of it. Be aware that it's there. Be aware that it doesn't change you. I mean, you, if you have side effects, you change you change the medicine, but it, the medicine doesn't make you different. So, okay, I think my time is up. Uh, yes, your time is up. Hi, this is Bob Adelman again. Um, the rest of the episode was just going over our situation. After four episodes, we only had about nine people. We have a, 
more than three times that, somewhere from 30 to 100 people an episode. I hope to get it up to 200 by the end of the year. I need your help. I need you to tell people about it. I need you to go to Facebook, Instagram, and post. Uh, or just like some of the items, follow me, and then you'll know when something happens because I always put uh, uh, maybe a funny banner up describing the episode, and I always put the episode in Facebook, in Twitter, and in Instagram. So please listen to more, and... Um, I just want to say, if you need the help, get it. If you need medicine, get it. But but if we really run into a situation like this, it isn't the end of your life. It isn't the end of the world. It's just a temporary setback. And you can fight it and beat it. You can beat severe depression and anxiety. And my email address is over the rainbow bomb at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments, please write me. My Twitter account is over the rain one bow and my Instagram and Facebook go into the search for OTR Achieving Mental Health for Real and you'll reach both pages. Uh, if you can like something that you liked, episode maybe, or just follow me there. Uh, join my followers, and that would be great. Please spread the word if you know anyone that needs help in, the, in this area. I think these shows are good. The interviews are good. We're, we're getting a lot better at it. I am personally, I think, I hope. And uh, I hope you listen more. So take care and uh, be well. <laughs>